Welcome to the Testimony Word broadcast from the Keepers House Chapel International. Our mission is to bring healing, transformation, and meaning to the lives of people in different societies with the good news of Jesus Christ. When you allow yourself to grow in a relationship with Him, you start getting filled up. When you are full of the Spirit, eh, you will be restrained and constrained from doing some things that are not of honest report. God's servant delivers the word of truth with clarity, simplicity, and dexterity. Here is Pastor Francis Aubin proclaiming God's mind to you today. What a joy. Let's pray, Father. We are grateful unto you. We thank you for the opportunity to be here. We have an opportunity to fellowship with our friends, our family members, our colleagues, our neighbors. And what a joy to be in your presence. We pray that your word will edify us, lift us, bless us like never before. In Jesus' name, say a big amen. amen. Malachi chapter 3. Verse 17 and 18. And they shall be mine, saith the Lord of hosts, in that day when I make up my jewels, and I will spare them, as a man spared his own son that severed him. 18. Then shall ye return and discern between the righteous and the wicked, between him that severed God and him that severed him not. Alright, so this one we are talking about dedication and blessing. Alright, please take your seat. God has a blessing for us in his word. And the blessing is that there is a direct connection between dedication to God and blessing. And that is what we want to explore in this service. Praise the Lord. <laughs> So the Bible is saying in Malachi that they shall be mine. There are things that God decides to own. One of them is a first fruit. Another is the tithe. Anything that is a firstborn, God also decides to own. Then the people that God has redeemed with his own blood through his son, he also decides to own. He also owns the whole world. In Psalm 24, the Lord claimed ownership of the earth. He said, the earth is the Lord's. Not only that, and every intestine inside the earth, all that is in it, the Lord also claimed it. Here we see that the Lord is claiming people, and they shall be mine. saith the Lord of hosts, in that day when I make up my jewels, and I will spare them as a man spared his own son that severed him. So the people that God claims are his, he also has a certain disposition towards them. One of the things he tries to do with them is that he's extremely merciful towards them. He says that because they are mine, I have brought them to a realm of family relationship. I will spare them as a man spared his son, that severed him. <laughs> I'm feeling the preaching already. That is, it, when God says he owns you, he's not calling you a friend. He's not just calling you a friend. He's, he's a friend plus a son plus a servant. As a man spared his son, that severed him. So, God's claim of ownership over us 
gives us a certain status before him. And it also determines his predisposed posture towards us. And one of the things he does is that he spares us when we are supposed to be judged. He just shows us mercy. Praise the Lord. But if you look at this, you will also find out that he's also interested in decorating the people that he claims ownership over. He says that in that day when I make up my jewels, so the ornaments, the jewels, the beautiful things God makes, he makes them with the people he claims ownership in mind. I've made my great gold, my great pearl of diamond. Who is it for? It's for the person that I claim ownership for. One of the things I love about God as a father and mother together is the fact that even though he gives everyone generously, he is very focused on his children. And that's what he says in the next verse. But before we go into the next verse, there, there are a few things I want. I, I may not preach the whole message. But it's a very simple service. We can close very soon. And uh, I will use the word dedication when we have to use it. But suffice to say that you and I must come to a place where we can carefully and confidently say that I am the property of God. That the Lord owns me. You know that somebody can say you are their friend and you don't think they are your friend. What, 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 what do you say? What are you saying? <laughs> Recently I heard that one pastor said I'm his friend. And then the person asked me. And I said, um, I know him around. <laughs> but he's not my friend. He's in the friendship alone. And there are a lot of girls here. He said, I love the boy, but the boy doesn't love them. I love the boy, but the boy doesn't. The boy, it, it, you are a standalone lover. You think we are together, but we are not together like that. Hey. So, God, as far as he's concerned, everyone, the blood of Jesus has sanctified. He owns. That's a, but I think that, to some extent... I mean, with every sense of responsibility, I'm going to use a, a statement. And I have to be responsible. I'm putting a caveat there. Because there are Pharisees and Sadducees. Yeah. To, to some extent, for want of better words and phrases, sometimes God deceives himself that he owns people who don't believe they have submitted their right to ownership unto God. Hey! God thinks he has children he owns, but the children don't see him as a father. Haven't you seen a father who is pointing to a guy who has made it that that is my son? The son says, N -n -n. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> there was a Ghanaian footballer like that. The man was claiming, It's my son. We even bear the same surname. I named him. The son said, mm -mm, Only my mother owns me. So, there's a kind of deception 
God can find himself in. Deceiving himself, thinking that he owns us, but we, we are, we, he, we, in our heart, forget it all. I own myself. I'm not there yet. You see, if you put that verse there, if you put that verse there, verse 17, you will find out that, then shall ye return. He said, and they shall be mine, saith the Lord. In that day, when I make up my jewels, so the people that God really owns and have submitted to God, they become jewels in the hands of God. I mean, God spends all his resources, his time to beautify them. The Bible says that then shall the Lord beautify his own, those who fear. So one of the things God does is to just put on a man. That's why when the prodigal son returned into the house of the father and came under the covering of ownership, the, the father set robes upon him, gave him some ornaments, very beautiful ornaments. Because you know, God owning you is not just a function of you saying, I have accepted Jesus as my Lord and personal Savior. It goes more, it, it, it's, it's far, far beyond that. Technically, yes, once you become born again, God owns you in another level. But he owns everybody on the face of the earth. The earth is a lot. And the phone, even including the mbronsam inside. Then when you become born again, <clears throat> he owns you. Then I'm going to show you some more nuances. So let's do that verse 17. So he says that, and I will make up my jewels, and I will spare them as a man's spirit his own son. So there are categories. One, the people God owns, some are sons, some are daughters. As a man spirit his son. So there's a level of ownership or dedication to God that makes God see you as a son, as a daughter. And that is basically when you become born again. Are you here? For as many as received him, they have been given the power to become what? Sons of God. Daughters of God. Then, one of the things I have really seen to be very miserable in the lives of sons and daughters has to do with inheritance. It has to do with what? That sonship alone does not qualify you for inheritance. The thing has been disturbing me of late. It may, it may, it may technically and potentially give you a standing for an inheritance, but it may not practically deliver it to you. Please, and when this pastor is talking, just listen very carefully because I'm not a foolish man. I'm saying that, that your father is Francis Aubin may technically and potentially Place you in a realm where when we are eating, you can eat some. And if I've got properties, there are chances that you being my son, you may have something when I die or when I'm writing my will. But there is a but there. It is still, it's not claimable. That pos potential possibility, that probability is not something you can claim. If any one of you here has ever heard that a son or a daughter was able to take the mother or father to court, that the father has got ten houses and has not given he the son one, 
on the grounds that I'm a son or a daughter. If you have heard that before, you raise your hand, I give you $100. I'm saying that, that being a son or a daughter is not the reason why you can drag your father to court. Indeed, recently I read a, a reel from a, a lawyer who passed on to be with the Lord. I used to sign for him. Alex also read it. I call it a classical reel. Yes. His firstborn son, he gave him the hall. He said he's a foolish son. One of the daughters used his slip, her slippers to slap the father in public. Didn't give that daughter anything. And he stated it there in handwriting, not typing. One of the daughters insulted him brutally. That one was also denied. Some others who had misbehaved for a long time, he gave them a room and he said, the thing is that the man wanted to give everything to the wife. So he gave, and he had adult children before he married this woman. He gave them, he gave this one a room and he said, this room, number one, it is only yours when you stay in the room. Yes. And he knows they can't stay there. Because they are married or something. You have to stay there. I'm telling you, classical will. You can, it cannot be rented out. Stay there. And the room is also for your, is it lifetime? Yes. Is it, it's yours as long as you are alive. When you die, it passes on. To the wife, terms and conditions apply. When you are a foolish child, you may potentially and technically be qualified for an inheritance, but you may not practically have it. There is a way that we think we are children of God and we are not there. There's a way that you are in church but nothing is coming to you. Because it is only God who thinks that he owns you but you don't think that he is your father. And just thinking that he is your father is not enough. He's saying that as a man spared his son, that son is not normal son. Is a son that served him. <laughs> there are children who don't fetch water for parents. Who don't clean house. Guests will come to the house. They say the man's house is very dirty and children are on ground. Because it takes much more wisdom and grace for a son to also be operating as a servant. For a daughter to be serving the parent. And there are many people here. Who don't serve their biological parent, their guardian parent, or whoever raised them because you think you're a big boy, big girl. And you don't serve. Your mother calls you, you are talking to your girlfriend, you are more interested in that one than your mother's call. Mama Casadodo. Mama foolish that's what Your wife, Girl, obe break your heart, man. Obe da onse wakuma yon bum ge ge. Ayon nun fun nun fun sa. 
don't feel like eating. <laughs> hey. A sander served the father. So, when we are talking about dedication, we are talking about you have moved your potentials and technicalities into practical service of the father. Practical donation of yourself. That I am donated to you. I have donated my body, my soul, my spirit, my time, my resources. I am a donation on your altar. Do with me as you please. A dedicated person doesn't have a mind of his own. Doesn't have a time of his own. It's a bond servant on the altar wherein they are dedicated. And the Lord is saying that when you donate yourself like that, because you see, God will not claim you by force. The claim is having on you is by some technicalities in redemption. But you can also contribute to that claim by willingly and deliberately submitting, donating, dedicating yourself unto the Lord. I feel like preaching right now. Because some people have not donated themselves to the Lord even though they are born again. Even though they are children of God. I'm feeling it. As a man's spirit, a son, that severed him. That place of donation where you say that I have run my life for a long time and I've seen my level. Now, I need an overarching entity to run and drive me Something supreme or superior to myself. Superior to my wisdom. My intelligence. Superior to how far I can go. I've been very worried about children. Recently, there is a man who also died in, in one of the cities that I'm, I'm very familiar with. Re just recently. Not even after three months. The man wrote his will. I'm telling you how you can be born again and you still have nothing. How you can be in church and you still are not entitled to anything. The man wrote his will. And he was sick and he realized that he was going to die. So the lawyer just advised the man that, look, write your will. Do your will. And the man wrote the will and willed everything. He has got three or four children. He willed, adult children, he willed everything to the wife. That family is one man, one wife, four children, all from the same man and woman, not side, side, side. The man had four children with a wife, willed everything to the wife. Says it's only at the death of the wife that they should consider the children. Why? Because when the man was alive, he saw how the children, their own children, used to disrespect and disorder their mother. Because the mother used to drink a lot of beer. So the children come and say, Mama, who put do? 
And the funeral, they wanted to misbehave. So, the woman who is a drunkard, she still gave birth to you. I'm just telling somebody something here. I've already told you that me, you know, as your prophet, you know, my father used to be a drunk. But I'm not ashamed because I'm not a drunkard. But I, I also didn't determine who should give birth to me. It is the wisdom of God. Maybe if Dan Gote had given birth to me, I would have been a drug addict by now. Too much exposure to money from the beginning. Thank God for your mother and father. Just thank God. Even if they carry latrine. It's a, it's a dignified job. It's only when they are trying to be spiritually wicked and demonic. That's why you also use spiritual wisdom to manage them. Do what? Manage, manage them. The word is to manage. Because you are anointed, they cannot damage you. <laughs> when you are managing them, they cannot damage you. We are preaching together. Are you happy you came to this church? I used to manage my father. I remember sometime I was praying somewhere. I was praying, oh, somebody called me. Your father is on the road displaying. I left the bush. And I took a car and I went to, when I went, hey, what took a car? And then the auntie, I was say, when he started work, the, the auntie was, because my dad's mother and family used to live in Liberia. So when he was in Ghana, he was taken care of by an auntie. And when he started working, the auntie was building and his salary was being used to build the particular house plus other resources. And the auntie promised him that portion. And that portion was not given to him. So when he grew, you see one of the reasons why I keep pushing all of you here who are 40 to do something for yourself is there is a way that frustration can escalate when prosperity is on ground. Or when you don't try for yourself early. So my father had opportunities. But I don't know how he blew it. He just he was interested in giving birth here, there, 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 there. And misbehaving. That's his life. I mean, he's gone so we can analyze his life. <laughs> but he was an intelligent man. He was good to me. And my brothers and sisters. But he didn't do too well for himself. So when he had grown and he didn't have anything... He decided to go back for what he thought was his. But that time, the woman was too powerful. So that day, you know, he went to Booz and stood. The, the house is right by the road. So he stood by the road and he started sending missiles from Russia to Ukraine. <laughs> and his son is a prophet in the city. Very popular prophet. So different calls started coming. Come and see your father Today, he's preaching more than you do. <laughs> so I went, I used to call my father, Uncle Iku. Yeah, I, I didn't know this daddy, daddy. I learned it in church. Uncle Iku, cool down. Uncle Oh, man, also from uncle. He named me after his uncle. He used to say, Uncle. No, I didn't say Gunechi. I said, Yankwe. Kwana minyeno bonkomo anka krakra. Damana minyeno kwe. Whether you are a prophet or you are Akpopo, if Ogoglo is inside the tummy of your father, 
is under influence. He had a gogro, I had the Holy Ghost. It's two different things. But I had to manage him. I had to manage him. Uh, thankfully, before he died, he was born again for like seven years to ten years before he died. Even that one, he had some skills. I used to catch him with Tota Park. Inside the pocket, he said, Charlie. The Holy Ghost is there, but Charlie, sometimes they need to top up. <laughs> why are you like that? Ask somebody, why are you like that? <laughs> And sometimes he will just buy some alcohol like that and put it in a waiting in a bottle of water. He has thrown the water away. He's holding the water. He's holding the bottle. He's drinking. He thinks he's drinking water, but he's drinking something higher than water. I'm telling you, as a pastor, there is nothing you are doing that God has not helped me see in my house. So some of the things don't surprise me, but we are still working. And Jesus is still working on people. Some people are working in progress. Praise the Lord. Are you sure you are here? As a man's spirit, a son that serves him. So I saw this man, all the children, he willed that thing to the wife. So when they did the funeral, all the misbehavior, the woman was quiet. Oh. Then they went to the court to read the will. The children so taught that because their mother is a drunkard, their father will will things to them. They went to the court and it's 100% the, the mother. It is now that they have started calling the, the woman mama. Um, what am I telling you? <laughs> I'm telling you that that you have a status that you are a child of God, a son or a daughter of God, is still not there when it comes to God and trusting you with treasure. Because you have to be trusted before things can be entrusted into your hands. And the first thing God will trust you if you present to him is Romans chapter 12. Verse 1 and 2. Read this thing with me. I beseech you therefore brethren. By the mercies of God. That ye present your whole being. As a living sacrifice. Holy. Acceptable unto God. Which is your reasonable service. As a son servant the father. That presenting your whole being as a sacrifice. Unto God. is called dedication. And it is seen as a service. Hey. That, that is the first point. God says okay. I trust this guy. He has given me his body, soul and spirit. Everything about as a sacrifice. You see, when you give a sacrifice, you don't recall the sacrifice. Do you recall it? Yeah. It's gone, it's gone. It's gone into the system. It's gone forever. I kwa him and That is why when it's time for marriage, we come here and the vows is to God. And before God, for him to give you a right of release for a man or a woman to have access to your body, soul, and spirit because originally you had handed it over to him. 
I'm praying that this year, your walk with God will be a blessed walk. Shout a better amen. amen. So, so uh, dedicating yourself to God, one of the ways we see it is in his service. Service to God is one of the spiritual forces to sustain your dedication unto God. I'm saying that if you say, God, I've handed over myself to you, but you are not in his work, you are not in his kingdom working actively on a daily basis for him, that dedication that you have mentally made, after a while you see that the connectivity will become lower and lower and lower and you get to a point there will be no reception. So, service to God is one of the things that keeps renewing your dedication unto God. So you see that as you serve God every day, he takes you to newer dimensions of his love, dimensions of life, dimensions of joy, dimensions of working together with you, delivering you, dimensions of blessing you, dimensions of doing different things with your life and you doing different things with him so that he is loving you, you are loving him, you are solving things together, you are working together, you are talking together, you are, you are in love together, you are in business together and then on and on and on and on and you see that the thing will be growing. Is it powerful? Yeah, so if you say you are born again, you are not in church. I don't see how you can sustain your born againism without fellowship. You can't say you love God and you are in the house of an idol or you are in your own house. You, you can't say, I have been, you see, and dedication typically has to be on, on, on an altar. So you can't say, I have donated myself on this altar, but I'm in the nightclub. Well, if the altar is not in the nightclub now. Ask somebody, is there an altar in the nightclub? Even if there is one there, does it belong to God? <laughs> you can't say you have donated yourself to God in his sanctuary. And you are always operating, even if you are a mortuary man, in the mortuary. After a while, after doing the mortuary work, you have to come to the sanctuary. After doing your hospital work, you have to come to the sanctuary. Sanctuary privately, that's your personal relationship. Like I'm sharing my quiet time with you, with God and sanctuary physically. Because there's work to do in this kingdom. Spiritual work and physical work. And it is the service. So, you, the one way you know that your dedication is not complete, your obedience is not complete, is when you are doing nothing with God and for God. That's why one time, the, Jesus' mother and the rest came and said, uh, Charlie, tell the guy there that the mother and the father outside, they are looking for you. He said, why? Why? Now, see, I am a mom and a papa. Why? Why? Family members and friends. They are the ones who obey my word, they will do my work, and they are working actively with me. That you give birth to a prophet does not make you prophetic papa. It has no ramification. You can die and go to hell. The anointing might never help you because the anointing on the prophet is owned by someone. And that one operates it and determines who that anointing should work for. 
Don't lay claim on things when you have not put yourself in self. And I'm saying that some sons and daughters, people who think they know the Lord and serve God, they are miserable because on the day when God is reading his will, not when you are there though, right here on earth, you find out that you don't have any locus to claim anything. And that's the verse 18 of that Malachi we read. Let's read 17 and join it to 18 and I will close. I, I promise on my honor. And they shall be mine, saith the Lord of hosts. In that day, when I make up my jewels, and I will spare them as a man spared his own son that served him. 18. Let's read it together. Help me read this because I can't read this one alone. One go. Then shall ye return and discern between the righteous and the wicked. Between him that served God and him that served him. Can you give me NLT? NLT said, let's read it again. One go. Then you will again see the difference between the righteous and the wicked. Between those who serve God and those who do not. Is he saying between those who were born by God? Oh, wow. Message. Read it. One go. Once more you will see the difference it makes between being a person who does the right thing and one who doesn't between serving God and not serving him. Wow. Say wow. Amplified. Amplified. Let's amplify it. One, go. Then shall you return and discern between the righteous and the wicked. Between him who serves God and him who does not serve him. So, dedication has a reward system. And dedication is the differential between crawling men and flying men. That, that he said, I'm a child of God. I don't go to shrine. All that thing doesn't have power. What really has power is that you are practically, actively involved with God. I know I'm born again, number one. Number two. I know that I'm using my members, my intelligence, everything I have to push the agenda of my father in heaven. That every day I bring glory to God. I bring joy to God. Are you here at all? If you are not doing that, you have not hit the, 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 the place of dedication. And if you have not hit the place of dedication, sometimes it, it, it can be a deceptive walk because it is only dedication that moves you from where you are into blessing. Even when you are in a relationship with a father. Look at the scripture about the blessing that the dedication brings. It was talking about Levi and Simeon. Very powerful scripture. Praise the Lord. Genesis 49 verse 5 to 7. Genesis 49, 5-7. It says that Simeon and Levi are brethren. Instruments of cruelty are in their habitations. Oh my soul, come not thou into their secret. This is a father cursing his children. Unto the assembly. He said, my honor, be not thou united with them. For in their anger they slew a man. 
And in their self-will, they dig down a well. Seven, cursed be their anger. For it was fierce and their wrath. For it was cruel. I would divide them in Jacob and scatter them in Israel. This is, this is a father. A father saying nothing over children. So, you, you can see clearly that there is a way that when you are a son and you don't dedicate yourself to the father, it can bring you a curse. But when the Lord now sanctified them, the tribes, he adopted Levi to be his own. And that now, when Levi or the Levite dedicated themselves to the service of God, they now were given the opportunity to receive every blessing in terms of materiality that was meant for God, it was for their use. Why? Their father cursed them, but dedicating themselves to serving in the temple and being God's own people moved them from a generational curse into a transgenerational blessing. They became a, a, a tribe of priests. Are you here at all? Yeah. That's one, one easy way of breaking the curse or confinement you put on your family. is shifting from where you are to saying that I am your own. I am your own. Till the day you come. Jesus, I am your own. That's dedicating yourself. You just move from darkness into light. You move from a curse into a blessing. And from that time, anything they wanted God to spend, they gave it to the Levite. Anything they wanted God to eat, they gave it to the Levite. Even the dedicated things, they gave it to the Levite. Too powerful. I see the blessing entering into your life. I, I see God. And so everybody here today, I've come to share from my heart unto you that please, there is opportunity for you to walk in practical blessing. And the first step will be for you to willingly and deliberately and genuinely hand over your life to Jesus. Jesus, I donate. Someone like me, I've donated. I've not rotten. This one donated. This one donated. This one, the family, nobody were dead before. When he donated himself, the curse got broken. When he was wedding, one day we show the video. You see a madman doing wedding. When you receive Jesus, you have power to become his son. Praise the Lord. And when you now dedicate yourself to his work, you do, you still do your nursing. And you still be working for him. You do your, your legal practice and you still be working for him. You'll be doing your banking and you are still serving him actively. Praise the Lord. And the blessings will be what? Flowing. Look at God's formula in Exodus 23, 25. For people who are dedicated. Exodus 23, 25. This is the formula. Let's read it together. One, go with a loud chorus. Everybody go. And ye shall serve the Lord your God. And he shall bless thy bread and thy water. And I will take sickness away from the midst of thee. You will serve and he shall bless. 
No, libi libi laba laba. Do it and when you see us blessed, oh yeah, we have donated. Even on the darker side, you cannot walk in money ritual until you donate your soul, or somebody can stand outside and be collecting the money. No, no, you need to donate. Now you should go and sleep in some grave. Send your mother or your loved one. <laughs> Drink blood some some days. Be you don't bath. <laughs> it's a donation of your bath. <laughs> People are sacrificing that. So that donation is a sacrifice, but he pays. He what? After donating all that, when the money start coming, you see that no sweat. You will go and carry something in the sun. They will just open one wardrobe like that. And the animal will be vomiting. Because they, are, they have done the hard work of the sacrifice. Hey. So when you donate to God, that sacrifice, it can be another level for you. Praise the Lord. Many people have made Christianity unattractive, working with God unattractive. But just look at us in the keeper's house and change your mind. Look at us and what? Oh, look at us and change your mind. Everything you see here is a product of dedication. It's a product of what? A pastor asked me, he said, he has been in the city for how many years? He's struggling to gather 80 people. He was here many decades before. I am a village man from Cape Coast. And I came, he said, what is the secret that you are here, people are gathering? I said, it's Jesus' pattern. Jesus said, for this reason, I was born. For this reason, I am here. I must needs go through Samaria. That is to say that a man dedicated unto God hears the voice of God to be where God wants them to be and to be doing exactly what God wants them to do. So I asked him back, the last time I was solving an issue with you where you had slept with one of your 80 members. Is that what Jesus asked you to? And I'm telling you, this is some six months ago. Now his membership is not up to 30. Because you are not dedicated when you are not dedicated, you are not focused. Have you heard about dedicated server before? Have you heard about it before? Those of you in the corporate world. Have you heard about dedicated server? You have heard of it. They don't use it for, it's not for play. Some people can lose their job because they introduce something that must not be there. So when you are dedicated, the focus is straight one eye. The purpose is there. The assignment is you don't use it for anything. That's why we don't have time for people's breasts. We don't have time for introducing some things into our body. And when you are dedicated to the Holy Ghost and you are even a drug addict, after a while you see that the Holy Ghost and he would take the place of your heart. Your taste, grandpa, will change. Praise the Lord. Yes. Charlie, a tube that has been dedicated for water. It doesn't matter the nonsense that has passed through that tube. If they now dedicate it for the use of water and water is flowing through it, ah, give it one month. Check the tube. It will be clean. Check the tube. It will be what? Yes, but this one, no. Oil passed through some. 
<laughs> this one passed through some. That one is not a dedicated tube. That's why anything is. Say mercy, Lord. So you will serve, you will bless. How many of you want to walk in the blessing? Yeah, receive Jesus, serve him, the blessings will flow. I think at this point I'll drop the message here. But I see you blessed. I'm, I'm saying that I see. I, you are going back to your family and you are blessed. <laughs> you are going back to your friends and you are a different person altogether. You are going back to your colleagues at work and they will see the favor of God upon you. They will be asking you how, why? Because you have dedicated yourself to the one who can favor people. Are you here at all? You are going back to your neighborhood and say, wow, we knew this sister. <laughs> how come? Your story and your testimony is going to be a unique one. If your amen is louder, you'll be the first person to encounter it. Shout hallelujah! And give the Lord a big clap offering here. Somebody clap your hands and bless the Lord. You have been listening to the testimony word broadcast from the Keepers House Chapel International. Locate us at Madina Estate, Accra, off the social welfare road between the Gulf Lane Station and Wawan Washing Bay. Follow us on Facebook at the Keepers House Chapel International. Podcast and audio rima at Reverend Francis Auburn. Visit our website at www.keepershousechapel.org. One word. For further information, call 0244-177-831 or 0204-116-168. Experiencing Jesus, Bethany Ministries.